The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Slipper. You already play fantasy on Slipper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their overall under game. Just set the slipper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP and make sure to check our relaunched merch or where you can get all your favourite SGP and gear just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, uh, up on the north coast of England. Um, the date is Sunday the 3rd of July uh, and we are here to handicap the slate of games. 14 games MLB on Monday, July the 4th. And join me, it's an OG special. Uh, get your rocking chairs out and uh, remember when this was all fields and all of this malarkey. Mr. Moonaf Manji from Houston, Texas. Good evening, Moonaf. How are you? Hey, Malcolm. How's it going? Fourth uh, of July weekend here in the States. but uh, Oh, yeah. I forget that's a thing. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, say happy Fourth of July to everyone. That's what I should say. Uh, yeah, it's 4th of July weekend. Uh, actually, it's uh, 4th of July actually tomorrow, but, you know, we make it a whole weekend and everything, so... A lot of people with family and barbecuing and all that fun stuff. Vacation time also for a lot of families, but we're still here out grinding out MLB, my man. Yeah, it's nothing here. It's Monday. That's what it is. Fourth of July. It's nothing more than a run of the mill Monday. I suppose we had all the uh, the Queen's ridiculous shenanigans a few weeks ago, so we had our holiday holiday weekend, right? Um, okay, Moon Affair. So we did a little. Uh, a little turbo uh, lock dog and total show. Uh, we recorded it on Friday for last night's games. Yeah, and I think Moonaf as a as a team, we went four and uh, we went four and two as a team. Are you happy with that? Four and two as a team, absolutely. There was that sixty six point seven percent ish. So, hey, we'll take that any day of the week, right? Okay, uh, right. Should we reveal the actual truth? You went three and all, Moonaf, <laughs> and I went one and two, uh, but. Uh, you didn't know yourself there. What a, I think you knew probably. I, was, uh, I wasn't going to let myself take some of the glory. Um, part of the reason I bring it up, though, is A, good work on your behalf, and B, I can't buy any luck at the moment. But, uh, yeah, you were... Uh, I think that the pivotal thing in here was the, the Auckland and Kansas game. But mm. Take us through your three picks first. What did you hit on? Yeah, I locked up the uh, Houston Astros money line. Uh, this line significantly moved because when we recorded it, uh, that line opened up at minus 130, and I think it closed around minus 158, minus 160 in some spots. Um, so there's a huge 30-cent move towards the Astros' way. They've just been dominating the Angels uh, all weekend long. I know I think I think the Angels are up right now, but the pitching for the Astros has been absolutely fantastic for them, and it was another gem of a performance by another Astros pitcher there. Um, for my, I'll get to the. We can discuss the dog together because we have the same one. My my total was the Diamondbacks and the um, Colorado Rockies first 
five. I give it out at six and a half, but it opened seven. But nonetheless, they got they they crushed that total. I think they scored like I want to say nine or ten runs within the first five innings. It was Dallas Keuchel on the mound uh, versus um, God Afka, who was it was was it Austin Gomer that was pitching for the Colorado Rockies last night? So. It, it it was a pretty easy over. The full game went over as well. So that one came into fruition. Then you and I both uh, had the Oakland A's as our dog, but I took them in the first five innings with Paul Blackburn on the mound. And Malcolm, Paul Blackburn is a guy that we've talked about all season long uh, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. And it was, it was, again, the same movie that's happened the past couple starts where the first five innings, he's looked great. The A's have gotten him a run or two, and he's gotten over the line in the first five innings. But that bullpen always wants to come in and mess up his starts. I mean, I wonder what his record would be, Malcolm, if the bullpen didn't come in, come in and just mess up the entire game for Paul Blackburn. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was one to nothing in the eighth. And then I was working last night, and I checked the scores a couple of times. Uh, and I got in the van just in time to listen to the last sort of 20 minutes as I drove home from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just as I've started listening is where the wheels started coming off. But yeah, I've been, uh, I mean, baseball is a long season, but I've been uh, not struggling because I'm I'm running like 46%. So it's not like I'm down at 20, 25%. I'm not stinking the place out. And my um, my money meter is around about $9.76 for a $10 bet. So I'm not miles behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not picking loads of chalk and losing, but I just can't. It's the graphic moving off. Since we introduced the bleeding graphic on the uh, on the Twitter, I just <laughs> can't get the right. I can't get the right pictures on the graphic. Um, so yeah, I got the total. My uh, my total was the Dodgers and the Padres, and that game started. And the Dodgers just walked up one by one and hit you, Darvish, over the fence for the first yeah. ten minutes of that game. Uh, and that even the, then, it was relatively close by the end. They only just got over in the end, I yeah. think. That happened in the, the Cardinals game, too. I don't know if you'd have caught that. Uh, I think it was Kyle Gibson Yeah, four, was on the a, mound. four on the spin, was it? Yeah. yeah. And he had two outs, too, so I just came up and had four home runs in a row, which was crazy. Um, so, yeah... Um, yeah, I need to. I need to get some winners on the board. Yeah, and that just, but that that game last night, the Oakland game, just summed it up really. Saturday night, my luck was the Friday night was the Texas Rangers at the Mets plus one sixty, mm-hmm. and both teams have six hits over the course of the game, and the Mets hit a front bomb and win four to three. So, like, I feel like the process is fair. Glenn Otto pitched a great game that night for the Rangers. Uh, I feel like the process is good, but. Uh, I just got a look, but that's what uh, that's what the baseball season does to you. Um, I've just been watching uh, the Yankees and the Guardians tonight, which is worth mentioning. Uh, just the the effort that Tristan McKenzie's put up for Cleveland. Yeah, um, he's been absolutely outstanding. Is it still one to nothing? He pitched seven innings um, of one run ball. Yeah, bottom of the eighth. Mm-hmm. Cleveland win. Uh, Cleveland lead uh, one to nothing on a Fran Mill Reyes home run. Uh, but yeah, seven innings, seven innings of shutout ball from Tristan McKenzie, and I think we've talked about him a few times recently. He's been going as well, uh, a little bit like Paul Blackburn. So yeah, uh, it's been a good, a good fun weekend, um, which the ga- the games are going on as we speak. But yeah, let's uh, this Monday ga- uh, slate underway, and I'm going to pick some winners. Moon off. There's only one way uh, to get over this, and that's to get back on the horse. So we will start with an 11.05 a.m. I think this is uh, tradition, isn't it, Moonoff? Do the yeah. Washington Nationals always go off 
really early on uh, July the 4th. Yeah, you're nodding your head. Yeah. Um, I think I remember this from the, la- the last few years watching. Uh, 11.05 Eastern first pitch. It's the Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. And it's Braxton Garrett against Patrick Corbin. <laughs> Not the most inspiring of matchups. Two left-handed pitchers uh, going for this one. Um, I was struggling. I handicapped these sort of Sunday lunchtime for me. Um, mm-hmm. And Sunday's notorious for me to pick up lines. I think people are sort of getting towards the end of the week before they start making Monday lines. Um, there's some lines turned up in the last half an hour or so. So I made my picks without having seen the lines. Uh, but yeah, we'll be far away. Miami in this one are minus 115. And the Nationals are minus 105. With a total set at nine and a half. Um Braxton Garrett for Miami is one and three, has a 5.24 ERA. It's pitched 22 and a third to 22 Ks and a 170 whip, where Patrick Corbin is four and ten with a 6.06 ERA. It's pitched 81 and two thirds with 75 strikeouts and a 170 whip. Um, Garrett, he's all right, isn't he? I mean, probably one of the most underwhelming names. Uh, he's had two decent starts from five. He's, he's he started, he came in the rotation, he's had five starts now. Uh, you get about four innings from him, like I say, 22 in the third, he's pitched over those five. So you get you get four and a half innings out of him. Um, two decent starts. Um, he's given a lot of contact in every one of those starts. So there are runs to be had off him. Um, Patrick Corbin's thrown in the odd decent start in June. Um, he has managed to get the four wins now. Set his record's four and ten. Um, three of those wins have come this month. Well, last month now, sorry. Um, so he hasn't been as abs- he was unbackable. Um, I think he went something like 0 and 7, 0 and 8. Um, we were sort of laughing at him a little bit earlier on in the season. Um, but he's, he's made himself a little bit more competitive. Um, weaker opposition he's faced. He's, he's given up multi home runs in three of his last four games as well. Uh, this was really hard one. Miami have won three in a row. Uh, and just, I feel like Washington have laid down. Um, I had that Josiah Gray game that I locked up um, when me and Dylan were on the opposite sides. I think that was Friday night, uh, and they've let me down there. So I'm going to take Miami here. They just seem to be in a, a little bit better form, even though they're missing Jazz Chisholm. And Washington haven't been doing anything for me. And I think Garrett might be slightly more reliable than Corbin. Uh, so I was going to take Miami. The money line here seemed reasonable at minus 115, Munaf. Yeah, I mean, both these pitchers have kind of, I mean, not kind of, but they have not been great. It's, it's been the story right now. Um, you mentioned Patrick Corbin has been getting better here for the uh, Washington Nationals after the first couple months. Yeah, he was a combined one of eight, and I believe April, when was he, when he came back, I had it right in front of me here. Give me a second. Um, yeah, 0-4 in April, 1-4 in May, and then 3-2, like you mentioned, in June. So, gradually getting better for the Washington Nationals. And then, you know, when it comes to two left-handed pitchers, I, I like looking at, you know, how they've been doing uh, a WRC+. Plus. And if you kind of look at it right now, the Miami Marlins are number 16 in uh, weighted weight runs created plus uh, over the last two weeks. And the Washington Nationals are number 29 versus left-handed pitching yeah. over the last two weeks as well. So... As much as I do want to take the over in this game between these two pitchers, I'm leaning towards taking uh, Patrick Corbin and the Nationals here. 
just because like we talked about how Patrick Corbin has been in better form here for the uh, Washington Nationals. So um, I'll lean. I'm going to go with I'll lean and I'll I, not lean, but I am going to go with the Washington Nationals in this game, Malcolm. So uh, I think you could handicap all these games first, Moonath, and I've been in such bad I'm just going to take the other side. Is that what's going to happen here all the way through? Matt, possibly. We'll find out. We have, what, 13 games to get through, so we'll probably have to count up how many games are on the opposite side. It's 100%. It might be the best strategy I've ever heard, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I wouldn't hold you uh, hold that against you even a little bit. Um, a 105 Eastern first pitch is the Texas Rangers at the Baltimore Orioles. Um, this is Dane Dunning uh, going for Texas and Dean Creamer. Yep. Uh, Going for the Orioles. It's a pick em. Uh Both sides here at minus 110. Now, this changed things for me a little bit because I didn't see this line earlier on. I did handicap it and make a pick, but I might call an audible on this. Uh, we'll get to that in a little while. Both, uh, yeah, so both sides minus 110. Totally, I set it uh, eight and a half, but you can take it way moon off with uh, Texas at Baltimore. Yeah, Dane Dunning on the mound for the Texas Rangers, one and six with a 4.09 ERA. And over the last three games, he is 0-3 with a 4.05 ERA for the Texas Rangers. Um, the thing that really sticks out, sticks out about Dane Dunning when you're kind of digging into his numbers, Malcolm, is that he's winless on the road so far this year. Rangers have lost Dunning's last eight appearances in a row. Um, just not has not been great on the road, like I mentioned. His ERA here on the road is a 5.58. And if we kind of want to con- uh, compare that to his home ERA, 2.83. So... Really not getting it done at home for the uh, Texas Rangers. I'm sorry, on the road for the Texas Rangers. Now you're going up against a Baltimore team. And like you mentioned, Dean Kramer has been really good so far for the Baltimore Orioles. He's 2-1 and one on the season with a 1.29 ERA. Over the last five games, um, he's been, again, it's the same numbers because he just recently started uh, pitching in the starting rotation for the Baltimore Orioles. So um, I like what I've seen from him, actually, you know, Got to watch a game uh, of him pitching, and he looks good to me. The walks are a little bit of a concern, Malcolm, but um, I think I'm going to stick with the Orioles here. And again, we've talked about the run line a lot on the show here, and the uh, Baltimore Orioles at home against the run line this season are number one in the entire league at 25-10, and 10, which is about 71.4% um, conversion rate or covering uh, percentage. So... I like Dean Kramer. I'm going to continue fading Dane Dunning on the road here, Malcolm. So give me the Baltimore Orioles money line against the Texas Rangers and Dane Dunning. That is a great uh, little stat moving enough about Baltimore on the run line this home. No, yeah, um, I'm going to stick with my original handicap here. What caught my eye here was the price of uh, Texas because I like Dane Dunning. Um, but yeah, it's it's that home road thing that is the concern. I think I picked Dunning and he's he did me a favour. Uh, one or two starts to go winning at a nice price. Um, so I was suddenly drawn to Texas singing them as a pick But actually, Baltimore have been okay. Kramer's been good. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore have been walked off twice in the last two nights by the Twins. Uh, but I think they're actually going to uh, do them over tonight. The, the Orioles were 3 nothing up late on. So more than competitive Baltimore uh, this weekend against the decent Minnesota Twins. Side unlucky to get walked off twice and then look like they might. Um, yeah, 3 1 up in the top of the eighth tonight. Um, 
um, we talked last week that the Orioles had remarkably uh, improved their playoff chances, uh, however society so far this season. Um, I like both pitches here. Um, I do like Dunning. I know you said he's not been great on the road. I was looking at the total, and the, the total at eight and a half, um, the bullpen's concerned me a little bit. So I think the first 500, this could be a bit of a slow burner here. Um, so I will take the first 500 here uh, in this Texas-Baltimore game. Uh, right, next up, we've got a double header. Uh, we've got a 110 Eastern and a 640 Eastern first pitch between the uh, the, the twin billies, the Guardians at the Tigers. Um, so not many, I can, I can give you some, some pictures and a couple of lines for this, but this was hard to handicap because these lines have literally just gone up. I don't know if Munaf has much on this one. The first game, uh, Zach Plezak slated to go for the Guardians. And I've only just seen literally moments ago the Braxton Hill. Uh, and now you know as much about him as me. Um, is going for the Detroit Tigers. Um, the second game is a Cleveland TBD pitcher. And it says Alex Fayedo again. Now, Alex Fayedo, I think, is the pitcher that we've quoted as pitching for the Detroit Tigers on about six of the last seven nights. So, um, that first game, please, Zach, against Braxton Hill. Um, I've got lines of Cleveland minus 135 and the Tigers plus 115. Total at 8.5. Good instinct there is that um, that minus 135 on Cleveland um, looks huge against, uh, albeit a pitcher I know absolutely nothing about. Uh, but yeah, Cleveland priced up favourites there. Um, and no prices on this second game. So yeah, I'll skirt past that one. There's enough people that we do know things about to talk about without guessing at this one. Uh, Moonaf, do you have anything to add on this doubleheader tomorrow? No, I mean, Plezak has really turned around over his last five games. He's 1-1 one one with a 2.10 ERA uh, so far, or sorry, over the last five games. 30 innings pitch, only allowed eight or, sorry, seven earned runs in that span. So, I uh, know this was a guy that we were fading early on, but, I mean, not a lot of information with four, uh, like you mentioned, Garrett Hill, who's on the mound for the um, Detroit Tigers. I know he's coming out of their minor league system. Who Braxton Hill. You see, we've already. Is this is our Garrett second. Bra- it's Braxton Hill, is it? It's Garrett Hill. So I'm saying yeah. we had a we had a Braxton Garrett from Miami. Braxton, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. Braxton or Garrett of the night. Braxton Garrett. Are we going to Garrett Hill? Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, so I mean, not 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 much for me. I mean, uh, without much information about Garrett Hill, I could just probably just give you the minor league numbers, but that's really not going to do any good. So he's making his major league yeah. debut for the uh, Detroit Tigers. So good luck to him against the Cleveland Guardians. Okay, so we move on to stuff that we can tell you more about. Uh, One thirty. Well, I see if we can tell you more about. This is a. I think this is the last question mark picture of the of the evening. Certainly is for me. Uh, One thirty five Eastern. The Tampa Bay Rays. And the Boston Red Sox, where we do have TBD pitching for the Tampa Bay Rays and Michael Wacker uh, going for the Boston Red Sox. Um, I'm guessing it's all lines up. That is correct. Uh, this is over to you, Moon. After, do you have anything for the Tampa Bay Rays? And if you did, uh, give us a little a little insight. Yeah, I'm saying Louis Patino is going to be on the mound for the uh, Tampa Bay okay. Rays, uh, possibly here. This is going to be his first appearance since April 11th. Uh, so not much information for him. But Michael Wacker... So far this year has been stellar for the Red Sox pitching. He's 6-1 on the season with a 2.69 ERA um, at home so far this year for Michael Walker. Three 
three and one with a 1.39 ERA, uh, 32 and one third inning pitched at home. He's only allowed five earned runs in that span. So he's very comfortable at Fenway Park for the Boston Red Sox. Um, Walker in his career against the Tampa Bay Rays, the numbers are not that great. He is one and three with a 6.98 ERA. He did face them back on April 22nd, uh, sorry, April 22nd, where he went five innings, allowed two earned runs, um, three hits given up in that game. Two of the three were actually home runs that he gave up to the Tampa Bay Rays, but the Red Sox did go on to win that game four to three. Um, but the one thing that does concern me about the Red Sox is that they are eight and 16 in division games so far this season. And, you know, they haven't had a great series this weekend against the Chicago Cubs. Maybe they just need to get back home here. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, bats have finally come alive against the Toronto Blue Jays pitching this weekend. They've been putting up double-digit runs and, and at least five or more runs so far um, in, in the series against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So maybe they've turned around here a little bit. I'm going to lean here with the Tampa Bay Rays. I know we talked about, and I think we're all kind of waiting for Michael Walker to kind of regress and come back down to earth. Maybe it is this game against the Tampa Bay Rays where he has struggled, but until I see this pitching for the Red Sox turn around and the bats pick it up again, I'm going to stick with the team that's kind of found figured it out on the offensive side. So give me the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the both these sides have been involved in weird series this weekend. I've watched quite a lot of them. The Boston Cubs series has just been ugly. Uh, neither teams look like they wanted a win, but Boston have done a better job of it. Um, and then all of a sudden, the Tampa Bay Rays having us repeatedly said how anemic their lineups been. Um, they've just taken one of the better teams to, uh, to task for sort of night after night. They're, and they're doing it again tonight if it run after run. I'm not convinced by that uh, Tampa Bay, this little outburst at all. But yeah, I've got nothing on this game tomorrow. I do think the Red, the Red Sox need to get home though and, uh, and fix something because it's uh, dis disjointed uh, performance. Um, recently for, from the Boston Red Sox um, after the little mini revival that they had. So, yeah, we'll see how that pans out uh, back at Fenway Park. 4-10 Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals at the Houston Astros. Um, Jonathan Heasley uh, goes for the Kansas City Royals and Justin Verlander is the pitcher for the Houston Astros. I'm not seeing any lines uh, on this one yet. I think that's because Verlander is not confirmed by the Houston Astros, but it's uh, it's my belief uh, that he'll go. Um, you can correct me, Moon, if you think that's wrong. But uh, Heasley is one and four. Uh, five twenty ERA has pitched forty-five innings with thirty-five strikeouts. Uh, Verlander is ten and three with a two-zero-three ERA. Has pitched ninety-seven and a third with ninety strikeouts. Um, Heasley is officially struggling now. We came up and looked like you might have a little bit in him. Um. But yeah, it's gone, it's gone south a little bit for Heasley. He pitched against Houston on the 5th of June. He did okay. Uh, pitched six innings, gave up three runs, uh, was serviceable. Uh, he gave up seven earned runs last time against Texas, which was a bit of a shambles. Um, Verlander's ERA in his last five games is 165, um, which is even more remarkable if you bear in mind that he had a four earned run start against the Cubs zone in there. Um this would look like a really straightforward Houston run line. There was nothing else to uh, to get away. Houston are back at home. They're uh, 23 and 11 at home. They're 8 and 2 in the last 10. Kansas City struggling on the road, 14 and 23 on the road. So, uh, you, whichever way you looked at this, you it, you came up Houston run line. Um, I would say 
for Kansas City, I would watch out for Edward Olivares, a player who's been up and down from the minors for about 18 months now, up and down like a bride's nighty. But um, hopefully he's back and he's sort of batting clean up. Um, so Sunday night, um, you might you might get some Monday night waivers uh, or pickups. He'll steal a piece. Um, and he might just get you a decent run in the second half. So uh, have a look for Edward Olivares for Kansas City. Uh, but apart from that, tomorrow this should be all Houston. A little bit boring, but uh, we'll take the win here, Munaf. Yeah, I'm seeing conflicting reports on who's starting. I'm seeing Jake Odorizzi, and then I'm also seeing uh, Justin Verlander for the uh, Astros. But I think nonetheless, um, I, I think there's going to be a point in their schedule of Malcolm for the Houston Astros, especially that they are going to be facing... Uh, some lesser competition. So I think the way to probably look yeah. at it is start taking their run lines. Uh, you know, maybe, I mean, I don't want to say blindly, but this Astros team has been really good. The pitching has been so good so far for the uh, Astros over the last, I want to go back and say at least the last month that the starting rotation has been absolutely lights out. And they finally got Jeremy Pena back today. Jordan Alvarez is back as well. So if you kind of take a yeah. look at that, and I'm kind of, kind of getting ahead here, Malcolm, but they have four against the Kansas City Royals, they have three in Oakland, and then they go to LA for three against the Angels, and they have three at home against the Oakland A's. So we could probably see a, a huge winning streak here, and they could probably create some more separation in that division. So yeah, I'm with you. Give me the um give me the Astros run line here, regardless of who I think is pitching in this game. Yeah, that did look there's one on every card that stands out that just screams run line at you and that was the one uh, any of these picks that you fancy particularly Moon Afs would be my recommendation uh, the place to do it win bet uh, the title sponsor here on the MLB gambling podcast where you can use the bet $50 to win $200 promotion uh, where that 50 bet will qualify you for up to 200 bucks in free bets if you bet $500 or more on uh, sports or casino before July 31st, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, which includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league get in. Uh, multiple entries are allowed. Loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or old. The state where playthrough winbet's available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Next, 410 Eastern first pitch. I like this one, Moonaf. Chicago Cubs at the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, pitcher is Justin Steele. Uh, it's another double left-handed uh, pitcher combo. Yeah, Justin Steele for the Chicago Cubs. And Eric Lower. Is going for the Brewers, who are a minus one fifty favourite. Chicago are plus one thirty under. Looks on the road. Totally is set at nine. Uh, and Moonaf, you can take it away with the Cubs at the Brewers. Yeah, Justin Steele on the mound for the Chicago Cubs, left-handed pitcher, three and five so far this year with a four point three nine ERA. He's been pretty good over his last five starts, uh, though he's two and zero with three point zero three ERA in those last five starts. Um, he, I'll say this much about him. He's, he's struggled on the road. Uh, let's put it that way. He's 0-2 so far this season on the road with a 7.29 ERA. Uh, 21 innings pitched on the road where he's given up 17 earned runs in that span uh, to the opposition. Um, three starts against the uh, Brewers already so far this season, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double-check that for you because I'm pretty sure that's what I saw when I was Looking at this game, uh, yeah, three starts already this season. 
He's one in one with a 3.46 ERA in those uh, three starts against the Chicago Cubs. Um, and I kind of understand, Malcolm, why this total is where it's at. And let me talk about Eric Lauer here real quick. Six and three with a 4.02 ERA. Last five games hasn't been very pretty for him. One and two with a 6.83 ERA over his last five games for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, Brewers, they've kind of found their offense a little bit here over the past two series. I know they went up against the Rays. They hit some home runs there, scored some runs. They also did that this weekend against the um, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So they're kind of continuing. Hopefully they can continue that momentum back at home against the Chicago Cubs um, in this series. I do understand why this number is at nine, and I do lean towards the over in this game. Um, I feel like that both of these pitchers can be gotten to by the opposition. I kind of want to see where we're at with WRC plus with left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. Milwaukee Brewers are number four in the entire league um, as far as WRC plus against left-handed pitching. So maybe that maybe you want to look at a team total for the Brewers against Justin Steele, uh, or possibly look at a full game over nine in this game, Malcolm. Uh, okay, um, I love uh, Justin Steele in this spot, Rudolph. You'd be pleased to hear. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm negating uh, the home road splits for him. He's been okay. Um, in fact, he's been, he's been better in the road. He's been in better form. He's been in much better form than Eric Lauer, as it happens. Um, he has been dodgy on the road. I have got that written down. Um, but I've liked him. I don't think it's a, it's a home road thing. I just think it's a, he was in poor form and he's come back into good form. Uh, I really think the home road thing has largely... Coincidentally, if anything, um, so yeah, I've been I've been watching Steele quite closely the last couple of starts, and he's been going okay. Um, Lauer, um, his last four starts, he's given up three, five, four, and eight uh, earned runs in those four starts. So yeah, over it would be another way of going. Um, but the Cubs have been streaking a little bit. Uh, they have won. Did they win three? Maybe four in a row. Uh, I think they're going down tonight with the. So, so it's only 2-1, mid-six. So being the hanging tough. Um, so, yeah, you, you could talk talk me into the Cubs here. Uh, and I'm going to take a decent price, plus 130. Uh, I was looking around for a, for an underdog play, and this is the one that caught my eye. Uh, just I've talked Steele up a little bit, and I just can't take Lauer at all. Um, the Brewers have been going a little bit better, but the bat's still on. Uh They've been scoring many runs. They're winning tonight, but they're winning two to nothing in the in the top of the ninth. So they're not putting up a load of runs, even though they've got the job done uh, a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to take. They scored uh, 19 the other night. That doesn't help you. Oh, the blow. Yeah, blowouts don't count. I mean, we're talking about con- <laughs> consistent run production, Moon off, not fluky little blowouts, man. Yeah, uh, that'll skew the figures. In fact, that makes me want to back the Cubs even more, Munaf, just because you said it. Well, uh, I'll, so I'll, this, me... is, this is what I'm going to read off to you, okay? And Okay, so against, uh, this go back to the Blue Jays series. They scored 4, 5, 10. And against the Rays, they scored 5 each against the Rays. And then against the Pirates, they scored 7, 19, 4, and then 2 today. I mean, that's not too you bad. You should take the 19 out. So there's one that's over 5. That's not. No, there's plenty that's over team. 5. Had, there's a 10. There's a 19. And it's all right. A 10 and it's 7. There's a 7. We're not there, counting the 19. There's a 5, a 5, I've told you that. a 10, a 5, yeah. and a Two. 4. There you go. They're all beatable. Oh, God. And Eric Lauer gives up 8, so they've got to score 10. So if they don't score 10 or 19, <laughs> they can't win. That's what you're telling me. So that's why I picked the Is that what we've just... Dis- 
<laughs> so over 28 and a half is what we're going for. Uh, the Brewers will beat the Cubs 19-10 tomorrow. There you go. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, next is, that was one of the worst arguments I've ever been involved in. Uh, 6-10 Eastern first pitch, the San Francisco Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's more lefties. It's uh, lefty day on 4th of July. I've got two more for you. I've got Carlos Rodon for the Giants and I've got Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner for Arizona. Uh, Arizona plus 140. A home, little like that. Uh, San Francisco Giants are minus 165. Uh, I'm going to throw this back over to you, Moonoff. Uh, Giants at the D-backs. Yeah, Carlos Rodon on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. 7-4 and four so far this season with a 2.62 ERA over his last five games. Absolutely a seller for him. He's 3-0 and with a 1.16 ERA. 31 innings pitched, only allowed four earned runs in that span. Uh, looking at his road numbers here so far this season... He is uh, 3-3 with a 3.06 ERA, so a little worse on the road here so far this season. But um, he's going up against a Arizona Diamondbacks team that is not very good against left-handed pitching. And uh, again, referencing WRC over the last two weeks here, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I believe, were... Let me double-check this. I thought they were number 28, but um, they're number 17 uh against left-handed no that's for the season let me go to yeah sorry i was correct number 28 over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching and on the mound for the uh arizona diamondbacks like you mentioned madison bum garner mad bum so far this season three and eight with the 3.63 era he's one and four over his last five games with the 4.32 era um against the giants as a starter for the diamondbacks obviously because his second team He's 1-1 one one with a 3.94 ERA. Um, I feel like the Giants are also struggling offensively, and they haven't been scoring very many runs uh, against the White Sox pitching. I know White Sox have have some decent pitching, but um, they just haven't been able to score runs, and I feel like this number was a little inflated at 8.5. I like the under in this game between uh, Carlos Rodon and um, Madison Bumgarner here, Malcolm. I just feel like... Two left-handed pitchers. Um, Rodon has been pitching very well. Madison Bumgarner at home has been really good as well. Um, I, I didn't read off his his numbers at home. He's two and three at home with a two point nine eight ERA. So definitely doing better at home versus the road. So I'm leaning under eight and a half in this game, Malcolm. I'm exactly the same moon after yeah, the okay. under eight and a half. It, it, uh, yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, apologies. <laughs> you want to, you might want to uh, withdraw you. Withdraw your bet on that one. Um, yeah, look, it looks really, really straightforward. Actually, it, it wasn't very difficult to get to uh, that conclusion. Just look, it just looks like an under, doesn't it? When you look at Mad Bum at home, uh, you look at Rodan against anyone, um, especially the you say the, the Diamondbacks are seem to be regressing a little bit. The record's not that bad actually. Um, the Giants, Moonaf, are twenty-four and thirty-four as a favourite um, wow. this season so far. So I certainly wouldn't want to be taking them at minus one sixty-five. So no side was the obvious play, uh, and that led me to a total. So the total had to be under. So we'll take the under eight and a half. So I will agree with Moon off there, uh, which I'm sure he is delighted by. Um, let's go uh, and disappoint Jeff Fox. And remember that the Mets game is at the top left of my screen. Six uh, forty Eastern first pitch is the New York Mets at the Cincinnati Reds and Taiwan Walker 
uh, for the New York Mets. And Hunter Green, um, we like Hunter Green, goes for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Reds are plus 135, another home dog. Uh, the Mets are minus 155. Total here is set at nine and a half. Uh, Walker is six and two, 272 ERA. He's pitched 72 and two thirds, uh, 52 strikeouts. Hunter Green, three and nine, 572 ERA, 74 punches. No, 74 innings, 93 punches. Um, Walker is three and one over his last five with a 253 ERA. Um, in his best effort of the season was his last time out against Houston, uh, where he gave up no earned runs on four hits, pitched seven innings that night. Um, so, yeah, Walker's been really, really good. And the Mets need a little bit of pitch. And the, the injuries are just starting to catch up with them. They need to get these uh, players back. I think Shears is going to be back. He had his final rehab start. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far away DeGrom is, but not as far away as he was. Um, and the the injuries, obviously McGill going down as well. I think the the, the Mets need this little bit of help. They've just stumbled a little bit. and uh, They've let the Atlanta Braves get to within, within a couple of games of them. Uh, and the Mets need a little bit of help just to uh, to, to, to press their advantage again. So um, Walker's been a, a shining light uh, recently for them. Uh, Green struggling again. Uh, another another one. He's been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, we've tried to get on the right side of him a few times, um, but he's not made it easy. His last three games have been horrible. Um, he's just really inconsistent. There's no pattern, no pattern at all. You try and find a, a, an angle in with Hunter Green. You're really good to struggle. I would. Uh, you're a better man than me if you can. Um, the Mets are scuffling a little bit. Cincinnati are also. Um, I thought the nine and a half was too big. Um, neither side really has scored many runs recently. Um, just hoping Hunter Green doesn't completely blow. But I think I think Walk will go well. Um, and I don't know how many runs uh, Cincinnati are going to contribute. Even if they don't contribute many, then uh, I don't think the Mets will get there. I think the Mets will win. Um, but minus one fifty five is a bit too skinny. Uh, the under the under nine and a half was great. Maybe parlay them both under nine and a half and a Mets win if you want something a bit more exotic, Munaf. Yeah, Walker, I mean, you said the numbers. He's been a little uh, better at home, but this is going to be a road start for him. He's 4-2 and two with 3.30 ERA. Um, and again, it just all just kind of depends on Hunter Green. So if you really want to play... If you really want to play a, a game, a way a total on this game, I'd probably look at Mets team total because I just like you said, like you can't figure out Hunter Green, and it's just been that he's two and three at home with a five point eight seven ERA. The four out of the last five games that he started, they've seen at least a minimum of nine runs in those games. We've seen a nine, a nine, fifteen, and then an eleven uh, in his last start as far as total runs scored. So. Um, they're giving them up. They've given up at least five to the opposition in every single one of their games over the four of the last five games. Um, so I, if I had to pick a total in this game, I'd probably look at Mets team total. With it, with a nine and a half, it's probably going to be a five and a half, but maybe I would look at a first five innings team total for the New York Mets, but it's going to be the Mets or no bet for me in this game. Yeah, that looks about right. I've, you, often I'll picture the, the final score of these. It looked like kind of 6-2. Uh, to the Mets that kind of game, which is why I thought the nine and a half uh, was too big. They've actually managed to pick up a win tonight, the Reds, and a low-scoring one. Uh, so they've broke that little streak. they managed to top the Atlanta Braves 4-3 uh, tonight. Uh, so something similar tomorrow will do me uh, absolutely fine 
Um, a 6.40 Eastern first pitch um, is the Seattle Mariners against the San Diego Padres. Now, earlier on, I had Chris Flexen pitching for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, that is now gone, Moon off. I don't know if you can uh, shed any light on that one. Have you got a Mariners pitcher? Uh, give me a second. I do see Chris Flexen still on one side. Let me check another. Um, give me a second here. Chris uh, Mariners. And yeah, I'm still seeing Chris Flexen versus Sean Manaya. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll handicap it as we go. Uh, something uh, is obviously a miss there. But yeah, Sean Manaya uh, is going uh, for the Padres. Uh, the lines are still up. So. Uh, it doesn't look like that's changed, or the news hasn't filtered through to the books yet anyway. Uh, Seattle Mariners on the road are plus 140. Uh, the Padres are minus 165. Total here, it's seven and a half. Um, Flexing is four and eight um, with the 432 ERA. has pitched uh, 83 and a third, 58 strikeouts. Manaya three and three. Uh, 392 ERA, 85 innings pitched and 89 strikeouts. Uh, Chris Flex in his last five, he's given up 3-3, three, 2-2-2. Three, two, two, two. Uh, he has walked 2-2-2-2-3. Two, 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 every lineup, it's the same. Every box score you see, sorry, every line. Um, Flex in, he's just incredibly middle of the road. Um, and if Seattle score four runs in the game, they win. And if they don't, they get beat. Uh, so that's the key to this one. Um, so, will they score four runs tomorrow? And what I've written down, Moon, off, they won't. <laughs> Manaya's Min- ERA is coming down, 372 in his last five, uh, which did include one relatively bad start uh, at Chicago Cubs, uh, which is possible for pitchers. Um, I think the Padres need to get back on track. I think they'll be slightly disappointed with how this uh, Dodgers series gone uh, so far. Seattle aren't doing it for me at all. I might be just annoyed with them um, that they turned over last night in that game we've already talked about. Um, I like the Padres on the money line, minus 165. It's a hair too short. I think the over seven and a half in play. Um, Flexion's going to give up two or three, uh, as we've already stated. Um, if the bullpen give up one or two, uh, score a couple of runs, we can get to it. It's going to be tight, though. Photo finish, uh, really tight this one. I think the Padres will win. Um, but I'll probably won't be betting the moon up. Yeah, Chris Flexen on the road so far this year. He's one in five of the four point seven one ERA, and um, he, he's kind of been really been up and down so far this season. Um, against the NL uh, this season, he is zero and one. He had one start. I mean, it's not a big sample, but he did get blown up in that game against the um, God. Who was it that he faced? It was the Philadelphia Phillies. Where he gave up six earned runs in five innings. So I mean, I just don't trust Chris Fluxen on the road. I kind of do agree about the overplay in this game. Uh, Padres. I think that this might be a series where they can turn their offense around and probably looking at playing their team total over in this game as well. So um, leaning with the Padres for the for the game as a side, and then team total over for the Padres as well. Okay, I'm going to tell you about Sleeper, the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players, of which I am one. I'm very happy about it. Um, I assume you have your fantasy leagues on there. Uh, like I say, I've got I've got a handful of mine. Um, but now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over or under game. Uh, it's dead easy to play. 
choose your sport, choose your players, choose your props. Um, for example, the number of points in basketball or the hits in baseball, then choose the amount you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times the money you put in. Um, the chat box is really good fun. Uh, you can get there with your buddies, play it together. You can copy their picks and have a little bit of smack talk as well. So if you download the Sleeper app to play their new overall under game and use the code sleeper.com slash SGPMLB, Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. So you can join our squad, get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGPMLB. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Um, on Thursday or Friday night, we gave out some uh, some player props for that we liked on Sleeper. Um, for the game, that's a, just, my uh, the little run of bad luck. You know when you just get it in your head that whatever you do, it's going to come down on the wrong side. So I don't know if, if you remember, Moon. If I gave out the Atlanta Braves some home run props, uh, mm-hmm. total base props on the Atlanta Braves, and I think I gave out Travis Darno, I gave out Marcelo Zuna, and I gave out Matt Olson. Uh, three of the five in the uh, the three of the top five in the Braves lineup. And the other two with the top five both hit home runs, Moonaf. And I was just sitting here shaking my head. I was like, is this some sort of wind-up? I've given out three of five, and the other two both went you know, in like the first three innings as well. Um, that is the kind of weekend I'm having. If I say it's black, it's coming down white. Absolutely every little thing going right. So uh, get across to sleep. I've got Marcelo Zuna's hit two home runs tonight. Um, but yeah, so I've got the right, right players, just the wrong night. Uh, get across to sleeper. Uh, and uh, and get your get your little over under props in on there. Uh, Seven twenty Eastern first pitch is the St Louis Cardinals and the Atlanta Braves, which is Dakota Hudson for the Cards and Kyle Wright for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the lines are minus one fifty five for Atlanta. Uh, the Cards are plus one thirty five total. It's eight and a half. Uh, moving off, decent looking game this one. Uh, St. Louis at Atlanta. Yeah, pretty good matchup here. Uh, Dakota Hudson on the mound for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals so far this season. He's been pretty good for them. Uh, his record overall for the season six and four with a three point eight three ERA. Last five games, Malcolm. He is uh, he's gotten in a little bit of trouble. Two and two so far. The 5.40 ERA um, on the road so far, two and three with a 4.57 ERA. So that just kind of tells you that he's been really good at home for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. But he is on the road here in Atlanta. Um, month of June was kind of, you know, it was probably his worst month as far as giving up runs. Um, he had five starts where he gave up 18 earned runs. He had a 4.58 ERA um against or against the opposition and like you mentioned again on the mound for the um atlanta braves it's gonna be kyle wright kyle wright has been one of the bright spots so far for this atlanta braves lineup um or sorry pitching rotation nine and four so far this year uh for the atlanta braves 3.03 ra last five starts he's four and one uh with a 4.18 era the era is a little higher than his last five games but he's he's getting the victories for the Atlanta Braves uh, at home so far this year, six and two with a three point two one ERA. So, um, I think this is going to be a fun uh, first, uh, sorry, fun series early in the week here to kick off um, uh, on Monday. I really couldn't come down to a side on this game. I, I think I want to trust um, Kyle Wright more 
at home here for the Atlanta Braves. I know uh, the number is a little juicy at minus 155. Um, but again, we talked about, or I talked about Dakota Hudson, who hasn't been very good on the road so far this year. And he does, he's prone to giving up those runs uh, at home, sorry, on the road so far. And against the NL East teams, for whatever reason, this year, Malcolm, he has a 6.52 ERA. He's given up seven earned runs in about nine and two third innings pitch. And those two teams have been the New York Mets, uh, where he gave up four earned runs. And then the other team, I believe, well, yeah, it was the Miami Marlins, where he gave up three earned runs. Uh, to them so i think that may continue here against the atlanta braves who are swinging a good bat right now so give me the atlanta braves on the money line here yeah you're right i think uh, kyle Wright's be brilliant uh really good to watch um i think the braves will win um but the, yeah that minus 145 is um not much of a working man's price for me i thought the, the over was in play here just because if the two lineups that you just mentioned atlanta uh, the five players that we just mentioned uh, when we were talking about Sleeper. Uh, and then the cards are doing uh, Aaron Ardo and Goldie are being all over it. Nolan Gorman's chipping in. Um, so I think the uh, this St. Louis can barrel a couple up um, and give themselves three, four, five runs and the Braves can do the rest as well. Uh, so yeah, I think Atlanta will win, but uh, maybe a high score run, something like a 6-4, something along those lines. But um I have been taking too many under, so give me an over here uh, at eight and a half. Uh, eight and Eastern first pitch. Uh, we have three games left to handicap. The Minnesota Twins at the Chicago White Sox, which is Dylan Bundy and Johnny Cueto. Uh, the Lions are Minnesota minus 105. Uh, the Chicago White Sox at minus 115. Uh, fairly close call this one. Total set at nine and a half. Uh, back to you, Moonaf, for the Twins at the White Sox. Yeah, uh, not uh, at least a, not a great pitching matchup here. But I'll start with Dylan Bundy here, uh, Malcolm. Four and four on the season so far, a four point seven one ERA. Last five games, one and two with a four point six two ERA. Um, on the road so far this year for Dylan Bundy, uh, they are on the road, correct? Yeah, they are on the road again in Chicago. Yes. Um, Two and three with a 6.41 ERA on the road. And he's been pretty good at home. I think we talked about this last week that Dylan Bundy, two and one at home with his 2.01 ERA. That ERA inflates on the road. He's just not getting it done. Um, And we talked about a lot of pitchers throughout the season who just are great at home and just not very good at home. And I think that, or sorry, they're great at home and not very good on the road. And Dylan Bundy is a very prime example of that where the ERA is almost three times uh, the uh, uh, three times more on the road is what I'm trying to say. So he's given up 30 runs on the road where he's only pitched 39 innings, and I think that does where make me nervous. Um, against AL teams, he has a 5.65 ERA. I know he's about 14 innings against National League teams here. Uh, against the NL Central, he has been pretty good. Um, he did face this White Sox team. Um, at home where he did go five innings shut out baseball only allowed four earned runs but again i'm not sure i want to put my money on dylan bundy here on the road um johnny cueto let me get to him two and four with the 3.33 era he's been he's been consistently okay is i guess is the way to put it malcolm he's given up exactly three earned runs um in four of the last five games for the Chicago White Sox. And I think that over his last five games as well, two and two with a 3.68 ERA. So 
it, it just kind of is fitting that the, the magic number for Johnny Cueto is three for him uh, at home this season is where he has gotten into a little bit of trouble, Malcolm. He's 0-3 with a 5.48 ERA for the Chicago White Sox. And um, I'm not sure I want to trust any one of these pitchers. I would probably take a look at the over in this game with these two guys. Um, these offenses, again, are are pretty good offenses, and they can put up runs, right? We see Minnesota Twins. I know we talked about it with the consig that they were in more of an under team. But uh, they're they're they've gotten guys back into their lineup. You know, Byron Buxton is there. Luis Perez, top of that lineup. Carlos Correa is back. Those guys are, are starting to hit the ball a little bit. So I'll lean with the over in this game. It is at even money at nine and a half, and you understand why it's at nine and a half with these two pitchers. So uh, give me the over in this game, Malcolm. Yeah, I've, I've written down the under actually, but looking at the that was before the I saw the prices. Um, and the White Sox are a good enough price for me to want to take them here on the money line at minus 115. Um, so I, I'd initially uh, lean towards the uh, the under. I just think that Johnny Cueto's done enough for me to give him a chance. Um, we, I sort of, he was in auto fade, just name recognition when he first came uh, into this White Sox rotation. Mm-hmm. And he's done all right. Um, the under, the under really came from how the teams have been performing. I said that the Twins um, managed to walk the Orioles off twice this weekend. They've gone down tonight 3-1, where the White Sox have been cobbling together um, a little winning streak, not a very pretty one, but yeah, they beat the Giants 5-3. to three. They beat the Giants one to nothing. Um, they have taken the lead uh, tonight against the Giants. But uh, low scoring, so the Twins keep going under. Um, the White Sox keep going and but I think the White Sox can get this done tomorrow at home uh, so fairly low scoring um, but I think the White Sox can, can get another little win there so either one uh, Chicago White Sox money line uh, or the under um, nine and a half for me behind uh, me giving a little bit of trust to Johnny Cueto uh, 9.07 Eastern first features the Toronto Blue Jays and the Oakland Athletics Alec Manoa uh, goes for Toronto and the Oakland pitcher is Cole Irvin. He's lefty. Toronto are two to one on. Uh, minus 200 for the Blue Jays. Oakland are plus 170. Uh, totally seven. Uh, Alec Manoa uh, is nine and two with a 209 ERA. He's pitched 94 and two thirds with 85 strikeouts. Cole Irvin is two and six is uh, with a 358 ERA. He's pitched 75 and a third. With 52 strikeouts. Uh, Manoa, obviously we know him as the stud uh, that he has been. He's actually given up eight earned runs in his last three starts. But they were against Boston, uh, the Brewers and the Yankees. Uh, this is a little bit of a different proposition uh, facing the Oakland days. Um, so you can expect uh, Manoa to to put in another decent start. Um, Irvin's been OK. He's been consistent. Uh Good for a couple of runs, two, three, or maybe four on a bad day, but he's been okay. Um, the to- the key to me here was the total set at seven. Uh, now, the Blue Jays are struggling to cover the run line. They are 23 and 38 on the run line uh, in their games this season. Um, a low total tells you there's not going to be much between these two uh, sides. So I'm going to take Auckland on the run line. Uh, Toronto might get this done, but give me that extra run and a half with the A's um, at minus 110. So a little bit of a different bet for me there, that one. Auckland on the run line, Muna. 
I'm on the other side, Malcolm. I'm taking. I when I see Alec yeah, Manoa, uh, when I when I when I see Alec Manoa on the mound, I'm automatically betting the run line and. The numbers do speak for himself, and, and you talked about it. he's been the ERA has actually been better out on the road so far this year for uh, Malik Manoa versus at home. I mean, five and one at home, four and one on the road. He has a one point nine four ERA, uh, and looking at his road start so far this year, he's beat the he beat the Brewers nine to four. He has beat uh, the Kansas City Royals seven to nothing, uh, four to three, and then. I think he took a loss is against the Rays at 3-0. So he did face the Oakland A's earlier this year where he did go six innings and two earned runs. But I just can't trust this Oakland A's team. And I think there's some stat out there, and I should have this in front of me, about how they're not very good in game ones of series are the Oakland A's. Maybe I can pull that up okay. uh, by the time we get uh, to the end of the show here. But I'm going to go with Alec Manoa here on the run line. She uh, had a minus 110 price. As we speak, we have Toronto have loaded bases up in the bottom of the ninth against the Tampa Bay Rays. They're 7-3 down, uh, but they have the um, tie run at the plate with Alejandro Kirk in uh, two outs. So see if the Blue Jays um, can can pull off something spectacular there. Uh, right then, let's crack on. We have one game left, which is the 9-10 Eastern first pitch. It's the Colorado Rockies. And the LA Dodgers. Two more lefties. This has got to be a world record, I reckon. It's Kyle Freeland uh, for the Colorado Rockies. And it is Julio Arias for the LA Dodgers, who are a minus 275 favourite. Get in. Colorado plus 230, if you fancy that. Yes, that's an eight and a half. Um, how quickly do you want to pick the Dodgers on the run line here, Munaf? <laughs> uh... I'm not sure. I, the, I, oh, wow. I, I, I'll let you handicap the game. Oh, no, that's your job. Get on oh, with it. It's my job. All right, okay. So Kyle Freeland yeah, here. He's four. So I'll, I'll say, uh, let me get to the handicap first. So Kyle Freeland, four and five, four point three one ERA um, against the NL West so far this year. Three and one, the four point four one ERA. He did face the Dodgers back on uh, last uh, last start was against the Dodgers, where he actually won that game. Uh, seven to four did the uh, did the Rockies. He went six innings in that game, gave up six hits, three earned runs, did allow two home runs in that game. But against the Dodgers in his career, Malcolm uh, Kyle Freeland, four and eight with a four point four two ERA. But with Julio Urias on the mound here, um, we've talked about one team, the Chicago White Sox. This went back to last year, where he was really good against, or sorry, the White Sox were really good against uh, left-handed pitching. And this is the season where the Colorado Rockies have been really good against left-handed pitching. Um, so far this season, or at least over the last two weeks, they are number five in the entire league in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. And I think on the season, they're either number one or number two right up there again with the Reds. Uh, sorry, not the Reds, sorry, with the White Sox. So... I do understand it is Kyle Freeland on the man on the mound, and I know that the Dodgers did get Mookie Betts back here today uh, in their lineup after he came back from a small uh, sting on the injured list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Rockies here plus one and a half uh, on the run line here, Malcolm, just because it is a left-handed pitcher on the mound for the um, for the uh, LA Dodgers. Okay, I, I just think that's it. It's a home road thing. The they might have been decent against the lefties recently, but uh, I know they 
uh, they did well against the Dodgers in that home series last weekend. Um, yeah, this is one of the one of the boring uh, Dodger run line for me. Um, I watched the Dodgers last night and they they were just smashing the daylight up with you, Darvish. Um, they are forty three and thirty one on the run line. They have the best record in it. MLB on the run line, um, that powerful lineup. Um, I don't mind Kyle Freeland at all. He, um, he's come through for us in some decent spots, yeah, but not tomorrow. Um, yeah, a bit, bit, bit predictable and boring, uh, but it was a Dodgers run line minus 120 for me. Uh, our luck and dog. Uh, momentarily, uh, just trying to tell you about. Ooh, what shall I tell you about? I'm going to tell you about Dave. IP Vanish um, or Dave. Yeah, Dave is our newest sponsor. Dave's our newest sponsor. Yeah, um, Dave. Right then. Dave, so, it's not a person, though. But I'll, 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 I'll Is it not a person? You. It's not a person. What confused me is we have a TV channel here in called Dave, uh, which I love. What's quite, it's quite good. It's got quite a lot of good comedy programs on. Uh, so I wasn't sure if... Uh, if it would be the same thing, but I very doubt it is. Um, Dave, I'm going to tell you about what this is. Um, at some point, we've all been in a situation where we've been a little tight on your cash. Uh, maybe you've been on a bad run of, uh, of picking MLB uh, locks to put in the graphic. Uh, if you could only afford to put a few gallons in your tank, um, or you've got another save the day card, and you're wondering how you're going to afford a gift, which is where Dave can help you out. Dave can help get out of a pinch if you really need it. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty, but if you could get a little help from your future self, maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. It's a banking app that can help get you up to $500 instantly with extra cash. Uh, you need that money to fill your tank, buy your wedding gifts, catch up on your bills, things like that. You can tackle those expenses short term. They've been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Uh, millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need. So if you're in a pinch, you need some extra help. Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Uh, that's hard to say in my accent. Sign up for an extra cash account. Get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, a member of the FDIC. Okay, uh, we've done it, Moonaf. I enjoyed that. That was fun handicapping. Uh, now, this is the bit that I can't get right. Uh Things need to change, Moonaf. If you demonstrate to me where, how to announce a winning lock and dog pick, and then I'll do my best to see if I can learn <laughs> and uh, and make a couple of my own. All right. Um, there's a couple plays that I do like here as far as locks. Um, you know what? Since it's July 4th, I'm going to give out two locks and also dig up a, um, <laughs> Woo! Uh, a dog for you guys as well. Um, first lock... I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles on the money line, minus 110 with Dean Kramer on the mound. Uh, you know, we talked about the numbers. He's been really good so far for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, just the numbers have been incredible, and we talked about how bad Dane Dunning has been on the road so far this year. The Texas Rangers have lost eight straight uh, games when Dane Dunning has started for the Texas Rangers. So I think that's something that's going to continue here for the uh 
to the Texas Rangers. So I'm going to take Baltimore Orioles at home here. Minus 110 with Dean Kramer on the mound. Uh, for a second lock, I think we both agreed on this one, Malcolm, that this number was a little bit inflated. That's going to be the Giants and Diamondbacks under 8.5. Carlos Rodon has been absolutely phenomenal over his last five games. And Madison Bumgarner, with the struggles that he has had on the road so far this year for the Arizona Diamondbacks, he's been uh, he's been a lot better at home. So I, I think we might see a game here where it's probably a 4-1-5-2 type of final um, for the Giants here. And again, we talked about how the Arizona Diamondbacks against left-handed pitching are ranked number 28 in WRC plus over the last two weeks. So um, I don't think they'll get going uh, offensively here as well. So that'll be my second lock on the under eight and a half uh, for this uh, July 4th schedule for my dog. Um, God, let's see. Um, there wasn't very many dogs that I did like. Uh, let's go. Uh, Mets are... Mm. Um, it's not what you don't. I think I think I've got one written down, which is when I, I'm going to be forced into picking it because it's the only one. But I know what you mean. There was a there was a lot of tight stuff. It was more a lot of tools and run lines. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was hard to pick it. Pick an outright dog a money line. Yeah, um, I'll I'll go with. Uh, I don't. I'll, I'll give it a dog, but it probably come on, Moon. You can do it. Let's go with the Milwaukee Brewers on the run line minus one and a half plus one twenty five against Justin Steele. I just have, like having what I, I haven't liked what I've seen from <laughs> Justin Steele. Uh, we talked about the Brewers have their offense has turned it around here a little bit, even though Malcolm has, doesn't agree with me. But um, I think that might be a spot where you know the Cubs might be feeling themselves a little bit after getting a series win against the Red Sox. So I think the Brewers back at home with a little bit of momentum here. I'm going to go with the uh, Brewers run line minus one and a half plus one twenty five. Okay, right. Well, what we've eventually done here is of no help to the listeners, Moonaf. My lock, um, you've stolen it as your second lock. I'm greedy. Uh, I've got the under eight and a half in the Giants and Arizona game. Um, for the, the reasons exactly you spelled out, it does, it's got a 4 1 written all over it, hasn't it? Um, I think um, the, the Giants will pick them off, uh, but neither side will get much done in there. So that was my lock. Uh, and for my dog, give me Chicago Cubs uh, <laughs> and just to steal it plus 130 uh, to take. Eric Lauer gives up a million. Uh, we've already said it's going to finish uh, It's going to finish 19-10 in favour of someone. So uh, give me the Chicago Cubs at plus 130. Um, I don't think the home road thing, I think that's a product of coincidence uh, rather than a reflection of uh, how Steele will oh, wait, perform. And I'm going to get behind Justin Steele. Okay, right then. So, yeah, you can jump off uh, Milwaukee. Uh, let me have the Cubs um, at plus 130. And Moonaf has unearthed this gem, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go Padres, minus one and a half, plus 120. You know, we talked about Chris Flexen. He hasn't been very good on the road so far this year. And Mariners, are, again, are missing guys in their lineup with the suspensions and things that with the brawl that happened with the Angels. Um, so let, I don't think their bats are going to get going here, especially against uh, the Padres at home and Sean Manea on the mound. So I'll go Padres, minus one and a half, plus 120 as my dog. There you go. Beautiful. Well done, mate. Thank you very much. Um and we've done it, uh, Sunday night recording, done. Um, happy 4th of July to you, Moon Af, and all your... Are you doing anything fun? What's going on around uh, Manji Towers? 
Um, uh, yeah, once we get done here, I think another hour or so, I'm going to head over to my brother-in-law's place uh, doing a little barbecue and just hanging out. And then tomorrow, another family gathering in the evening time. So uh, family time here around July 4th. Uh, maybe get away from the mic a little bit and, and say hi to the family because maybe they haven't seen me in a while. <laughs> Uh, fair enough you enjoy your barbecue I made a great chilli today Moon off actually while we're on the subject um, I had a, just had a hankering so I went to the shop specifically and bought all the ingredients uh, for a top class chilli I even melted a bar of dark chocolate in there Moon off which might not Ooh. be to everybody's taste mm. yeah yeah um, but yeah it's got a really nice thick bitter edge to it and it's uh, I've already had a couple of portions so that's going to sit on the top of the stove and feed me is that why you look like you're in a food days. coma right now Next me bath. I had my early bath, mate. So this is the this is my post <laughs> oh, okay. bath glow. <laughs> glow we're gonna use. That's the word. There um go. yeah, there might be a hint of food coma. So enjoy everybody, fourth of July. I hope you have a lovely time. Um in the meantime, here at the Sports Gambling Podcast, we will keep on grafting. Uh, and we're gonna pick some winners this week. I am full of confidence. Moonaf has renewed my enthusiasm for the sport, uh, as always. Uh thanks everyone for listening. Um, enjoy the rest of the weekend. We will see you down the road. Cheers.